Welcome back, everybody, to the Derivative Podcast podcast, where we talk about movies and TV shows and video games and pretty much anything else we feel like talking about in our daily lives. That's right, we're a podcast that talks about pretty much everything any other podcast is talking about, just worse. My name is Chad, and with me, as always, is uh, my best friend and co-host, Oscar. That is me. That is who I am. That is, in fact, Oscar right there, ladies and gentlemen. Now, um, Oscar, before we, we we get into our topic of of this week, I would just, I have some news, and it's not movie-related news, and it's not uh, video game-related news. It's it's news about us, well, then what, is it do- what is it doing it, on this podcast, Jack? It's Well, because it's news about us, Oscar. It's very relevant. It's it's incredibly relevant oh. to our daily lives. And it's, it, it's, it's quite sad news, if I if I do say so myself. It's something that you're not going to want to hear. You know, I, I'll, you I'll, just, I'll, just, I'll just get out with it, right with it, Oscar. Uh, this podcast is, is destroying our friendship. And, and, and <laughs> it's really taken a turn. And, um... And, and 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 you know I I kind of feel um I kind of feel like we're dying here Oscar you know I don't I don't know how long we can maintain our friendship anymore, uh because things happen in my daily life and I go oh like let me text Oscar or like let me tell Oscar about this and then I go you know what no I'm gonna save it for the podcast right that we don't have a scheduled time for and that we just constantly push off so then I never end up t- telling you about what I'm doing and then and and, and it just gets getting pushed off i had like five things i wanted to tell you and i remember maybe two of them and they're all from like weeks ago and now i don't have anything that i just don't i just don't text you anymore i'm like i'm I'm saving this and then it never comes out so i mean very soon here maybe you're on like episode 10 we're just not even going to talk anymore oh god yeah it's just going to be like an hour or so of silence that'll be your podcast Mm -hmm. like podcasts like that right yeah everyone loves an hour of silence podcast it's 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 for the like calming for people who are trying to sleep we can call it the the sleepy mm-hmm. time podcast where it's it's literally nothing yeah, yeah. there's just no noise where it's, where it's an hour of boring shit <laughs> well actually wait that's just our normal podcast i was gonna oh, no, got don't him i got him i burned both of us at the same time it's only a couple episodes in they're not sucked in yet you gotta oh. wait until episode 10 and then tell them that it's been shit the whole time but then they're sucked <laughs> in they can't they can't leave I think a few of our friends are sucked in. Uh, speaking of which, I um, Jules finally listened to the podcast. I don't know if I told you, but like, I think we yeah yeah we did the three episodes and she hadn't listened to any of it yet. I don't think she was planning on it. And then like one of her uh, friends was like, "You don't listen to like your own boyfriend's podcast? That's so rude." And I'm like, "No, it's it's actually fine. Like it's 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 nothing she's gonna enjoy." And then she's like, "No, I'm listening to it." so jules is now so so now so now our podcast is one of is is one of the top podcasts on jules spotify list (laughs) i would like to take this moment to apologize to jules profusely for having that for having that stain on her spotify account i hope we can remedy it somehow she's actually kind of excited for this episode because you know we watched tom and jerry together so she's excited to hear us talk about it oh god she likes to give me uh, talking about (laughs) <laughs> she likes she likes to give me little notes after uh like things that she would say if she was in the conversation with us it's funny um so i just kind of spoiled our our topic for this week oscar but uh this week we're talking about a very good thing and a very bad thing and uh the very uh-huh. bad the very bad thing being tom and jerry and the the very good thing being uh judas and the black messiah 
That is what we're doing. We're 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 going to the extremes today. We're going high highs and just just and very low. Just the worst. Just the just, <laughs> just the, the worst. worst. Just the worst thing you could imagine. Um. So before we jump in, did you finish the movie? Did you did you go on your you get around to it the second time or? That's see, finish is a really strong and also subjective word mm-hmm. because if you want to take it at its face value, I did see the credits roll. Oh, okay. Well, However, that's, that's a finish. There were parts in there were parts in there where I may not have been looking at the screen or was in another room or was doing literally <laughs> anything else. It's fine. And I, feel, I feel like I feel like my experience was not even hampered a little bit by any of that. Oh, look, it's yeah. No, you 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 could have walked out for forty minutes of this movie and still had the same exact experience. <laughs> As as me who stared at my screen the entire time taking notes and being like, I think one of one of my notes down here is um, oh uh, yeah, yeah yeah it's it's just I'm in pain watching this movie. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> I have like I have like a little thing I have I have a lot of timestamps and then like little things I just thought of that don't have to do with the time, um, but you know let's just i guess we'll just jump into it as as a topic or as a whole here so um oscar do you want to tell me what what this what the plot of this movie was oh if i could tell you i would (laughs) i would all right so i'll 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 say this first this movie did two things that could have been uh good two things that could have drawn me in wait you have positive things to say about this movie let me let me finish okay all right the first thing the very first thing which happens to be the first thing that happens in the movie mm-hmm. is it opens with some tribe called quest and i was like okay and then the ending ended with anderson pack so these are two of my favorite artists in the in the hip-hop and just in, in music in general even though they played two songs that i truly adore they managed to forever ruined both of the songs for me <laughs> because everything that happened in between and everything that happened during when the music was playing was enough to scar the image into my head so anytime i hear the songs outside with no context i will see pigeons singing and i will want to die <laughs> i think the uh i think the opening uh, of this movie is like a very good indication of what it's going to be like which might have been on purpose but for a lot of people that's a bad thing because um you know people like us and i think you know we can still watch animated movies but people like us will see this and and just be like uh yikes like this is uh this is already not starting out in 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 a good positive way that like we want to see an animated movie so what was your question again was it about the story yeah yeah it Uh, it was about the plot of the movie oscar what was the plot i mean what whatever is there even a plot ever in tom and jerry okay so bit of context i grew up on tom and jerry the original cartoon series i watched it probably too much I fucking love that mostly show. the same episodes over and over again it was fantastic yeah just whatever this was airing is... right yeah basically uh, it was just... just whatever episode they decided to throw on this is is blasphemy this is this is uh i i can't even put it into words this is just wrong they <laughs> they took there's 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 not even an essence of the two characters in there the only essence that i saw 
the only things that I recognized were that they pulled gags directly from the TV show and put them in. That's the only thing I could see. The other, otherwise, they were just just shallow husks of of weird rubbery animation pasted on a very drab New York City. Yeah, quite a few of the um the the like you know bits that they did were directly out of the TV show. Um, and so obviously this movie was made for like younger kids who did not grow up on Tom and Jerry and they're like, oh, hey, we can, we can market this, you know, like to the new generation or whatever. Uh, and it, it sucks like compared to the, and this isn't like us with our rose tinted glasses on being like, man, weren't the old days just so much better? No, like this is, it's really bad. Would you like to hear my, um, my, my sentence review? Like if I had to. Uh, review the movie in one sentence would would you like to hear what it is yeah go ahead shoot um so so i keep a list of everything that i've been watching um for the year 2021 and and i usually review it with like a sentence to three sentences um and so my sentence for this movie was uh this movie it feels like a very long tom and jerry episode but devoid of any of the charm that the original had <laughs> it's Uh, yeah it's i don't i think there's a few things that play into it being so bad and um and and i i I guess we'll you see you never even ended up explaining the plot how did we even get here what do you want me to say tom and jerry are are in in, they're in new york city (laughs) and then there's a woman who or I, i i guess she's a uh, I college don't, student? Not, I don't think it... I don't know. Whatever she is, I... Look, um, Jules and I were talking a lot at the beginning of this movie, I think. And whenever I watch something with Jules, I'm like not 100% paying attention. Um, but I, I, I don't think she's a college student at all. I don't think she... I think she like dropped out of school and she like lives somewhere like she doesn't have a job or anything and that's that's how she gets into this but continue yeah i so she is a human and she starts off by walking into a hotel pretending to be part of the staff tricking a potential employee into walking away taking that person's resume and which would never have her own i understand this is a kid's movie but i don't like it's it's not oh she walks she just walks in she looks she doesn't have anything that would indicate that she works there in any capacity and pulls the whole oh the test started as soon as you walked in the door and this person who clearly has a lot of experience prior to this because of the the to the because of the state of their resume is all of a sudden just believing this random person who walked in and they're like oh oh I'll, I'll, i'm sorry i'll just i'll just leave now and i'll give you my resume uh yeah so i guess we'll we'll fast forward a little bit so this yeah this girl basically steals this woman's identity and applies for a job at this hotel um because she needs a job and food and money and whatnot i don't i don't i forget what her current like situation was but i'm pretty sure she didn't have like a job or food or money or a home maybe even friends or family i guess to take care of her um and see she somehow like passes she looks like she's like maybe 14 um and she somehow passes for this person (laughs) who uh who went to college and like did all these like great things and then like after college spent like five years out like in the industry 
<laughs> and like built up this great resume so she basically pretends to be this person to get this job and then uh when she gets this job tom and jerry infiltrate this hotel by uh pure happenstance or whatever and they just uh start terrorizing it while she has to uh impress her her boss over the weekend she's like a temp employee over the weekend with this huge wedding coming up um so she has to like sort of manage and make the hotel run efficiently while tom and jerry are causing uh causing a havoc uh around the hotel is essentially the plot and uh does she succeed you know yeah she does okay it's a kids movie everything turns out all right in the end um but was it a success i still don't know I actually, I don't, you know what, actually, now that I think about it, it wasn't, it wasn't, you know, she kind of failed at her job, but, but in the end, she brought the couple back together, spoilers for Tom and Jerry, whoever gives a shit, you know, you don't care, do you? no one cares, no one cares, <laughs> uh, but she, you know, she brings the, the, the married couple back together after they were fighting, even though the hotel is going to have to pay hundreds of million dollars in damages, uh and probably never financially recover she caused all of this issue they she gets kicked out she spends one night out in the cold rain with some sad pigeons singing to her in a deep baritone voice then she walks <laughs> back in the next day he's like i have an idea i can get them back together what do you fucking mean why did you let her back in what are you doing <laughs> um <laughs> uh, so i think i think uh, one of the biggest problems with this movie is it's not a tom and jerry centric film like if you took tom and jerry out of the movie there's still a movie here and it would be this young girl trying to fake her way into a uh luxurious uh five-star hotel industry like there is a movie here without tom and jerry which i think is a very big problem for a tom and jerry movie uh it seems like and 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 what i have written down here while i was while i was sadly thinking about this movie in my free time um it i said uh the the animation looks like it could uh oh no i'm sorry uh the movie looks like it could have been the b plot of a disney movie and tom and jerry were just thrown in using some goofy ar animation technology because they needed to slap tom and jerry in this movie somehow because this it, I get it, it's for kids, but, like, there are a lot of things that are for kids that, that still work for adults, and this is, this is not one of them. And it, and it, it, it could very well, this movie could function as uh, a script that the studio got and then went, yeah, we can fit Tom and Jerry into this somehow. And, and I think that's a big problem because it's, it's, it's not a Tom and Jerry-centric movie. There, Tom and Jerry are just in it sometimes for laughs when your children get too bored of the actual plot with the humans in it. Yeah, you. if you take Tom and Jerry out, you change the month to December, you've got a B-grade B Hallmark movie. You're, actually, you're actually so right. This could, this easi- a, this this could is, easily this be a, a Hallmark movie. movie. Hallmark. This could easily be a Hallmark movie. Oh my god. Yeah. The the bartender or whatever, you just add a little bit more romantic spice in there and then boom. Just off the shelves of Hallmark. Hotcakes. Um, so I guess we should uh, you know, a, a big part about this movie, Oscar, is the animation, since you know it, it is an it, an animated movie. Not entirely, but it, it is an animated movie. So I think I think we should talk about like 
the animation and maybe what what we thought of it because do we have to yeah we kind of do oscar we're talking about this movie okay I feel yeah. like I'm just having a breakdown, and you're just you're just trying to be my I'm therapist. Just, I'm, just, not I'm just dragging you by the collar, like where I'm like, oh my god, come on, Oscar, we gotta. We I'm, can, I'm can that we dog. I'm it. that dog. Well, I think it's Spike just just kicking and screaming while you're dragging me through a hotel. That's what's happening. Um, I also really enjoyed. We'll we'll get back to the animation in a second, but I really enjoyed like, uh, the. the the questions of this this the uni- of the universe that this movie like brings up um because because of just how uh animals are and like so so in this universe all all animals are animated right there's no there's no such thing as like a normal real life animal they're all they're all animated but no one seems to know that they're animated or no one ever makes any remark to be like suggest that these animals are anything other than normal animals which which then brings up problems in itself because if they're normal animals in this normal universe and they're not actually animated how are they doing the things that they do does to the people inside the movie do they look like normal animals but like tom can play the piano really well but it's actually just a normal cat on a piano uh is is jerry actually just like a normal looking mouse like scurrying along the floor but no one seems to notice it while he's carrying like gold bars on top of his head does no one seem to look at like what are these freak animals doing or or are they animals and and everyone's just been living it or i mean are they animated and everyone's just living in this universe where animals have just been animated since the beginning of time and, and and then if that happens, it it brings up even more questions. Like why why do they not question that they look like this? Why do they not question that they're like shaded in a different light than like actual people and like actual like Oscar? I have so many questions about what is going on with this movie. And you expect me to have the answers? No, I just think it's really <laughs> funny if you you kind of like look at it. Like I just you think like it's funny? I, I'm having a I'm having a my brain is melting thinking about these questions. <laughs> Like for for instance, Oscar, Tom and Jerry understand English, right? And and at one point, at one point, Kayla or whatever the main character's name is is talking to to Tom and Jerry, and they clearly understand English, right? Yet they they don't bother, and 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 you know that they understand English because they respond to what she says, and they even write on like a pen and paper, and and respond to her at some points. But why do they not just carry around a pen and paper at all time? So they can have a normal conversation with people and not get into these hijinks. They spend so long fighting each other when they could just be like, hey, look, can I have like some food? I'm kind of like starving here. Like maybe help me out a little bit. Or why it, it, it's made very clear that like they, they don't talk, right? Except in a scene where Tom is playing the piano, he starts singing in perfect English. And then he gets in auto tune. In auto tune. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. In like auto tune English. But then he gets, then he goes, he gets his like fingers slammed or whatever, and gets out of the zone, and then he goes back to not talking. Why, why does he choose when he can and can't talk? I don't. I, I'm so, I'm so confused. Look, I get I'm digging like really deep into this children's movie, but it just I. These are the questions I have when your movie isn't good enough that I start thinking about how stupid it is. I, yeah, I just, there was I, a scene earlier on where 
Jerry writes a note and he says, you know, or it's like a catch me if you can note or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or it was like it was like you need, you need better traps or something. Yeah, and then uh, in the in the final part of the film, when Kayla and the bartender are walking through a a, a, a market, I I don't know what they were doing. Something. And then Tom and Jerry are there, and they start doing this charades thing to try and tell her that they had this plan to get the couple back together. Just write it on a piece Just of write paper. It down or speak English because one of you clearly can. Yeah, you have Tom has an auto tune box in his throat apparently. Just <laughs> use that. But instead, they have to have this whole thing where where the bartender's like, "You can you got all of that from just they're they're doing caricatures and stuff." It's like, what? No, what 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 do you mean? Just write in English. You can or can you just make I up your mind? Make up your mind. Look, the animation in this movie. I I hate to like. I don't want to say it's bad. It just it doesn't work. Like it, there's this. It just. They should have made the entire movie animated. If they were going to do a Tom and Jerry movie, the whole thing should have been like in the Tom and Jerry kind of world, you know, where where everything's animated. Like you shouldn't have included real people. And I think it makes this movie so much worse. I wish I kind of kept track of how much screen time Tom and Jerry got because it's not enough. It's not enough for this movie's bad for adults but it's not enough to keep your child entertained either if this is a kids movie there is way too much like human b plot going on that's not tom and jerry that your kid is not going to give a crap about i think i if i was a kid I'd probably I, in, be my, bored. In, my, in my humble opinion i don't think a, a kid is going to enjoy 45 minutes of a random woman they don't know going uh well, um mm, uh, <laughs> uh oh that's another thing. I think that the dialogue for the main character was written by a stick. I, I, I don't know how it gained sentience, but it is... Oh, it's it's pain. It's pain. I, speaking of the dialogue, I um, I got like like 15 minutes into this movie. And like because of like the dialogue, I like wrote in my notes. I, I wrote like, is Chloe Grace Mortez like a good actress? And, and like this movie was like making me question like whether whether like it's the writing or it's like her it, yeah, yeah. do you remember watching the pokemon movie did you watch the pokemon movie um which one the, the live action one the live action one detective pikachu yeah 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 that's what or, i meant. i don't know why i would oh. say detective pikachu yeah yeah she so was like no 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 but it this made this movie made me think exactly the way i was thinking when i watched that like i was like sitting there thinking like that the 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 female lead like the journalist investigator girl i'm like is she bad at acting or is just the writing for her character really bad that's what this movie also made me think of because i'm pretty sure the girl in that detective pikachu movie isn't a bad actress it's just the writing made her seem really bad and i think I think that's what this movie did with Chloe, uh, whatever her name is, Chloe Grace uh, Mortez. More, more, is it Mortez? I, because I think Michael Pena is fine. Like I, I think it, it's his writing's bad, right? But it's like not bad enough to make him seem like a bad actor. I don't know. It just I don't I don't know I don't know. I I I think even Michael Pena's was just. Uh, just it was just painful to watch. It, I, I, yeah. I, I couldn't laugh. I don't. 
I, there was, there there was, was I think I there actually... was one thing. Um, what was it? It was when he gets when he gets fired or mm-hmm. quote unquote fired, mm-hmm. and he's like, ah! and then just knocks over books, knocks over things. Yeah, he's like, I'm not picking that up. Well, fuck off. What do you mean? I don't think. <laughs> it's just so. Oh, I can't. Yeah. What else? What else do we would need to hit on in this? I think that I, I think the best scene in this movie um, was was the uh, the Rube Goldberg machine. Oh my god! Uh, was was legitimately like the I was legitimately the best scene in this movie where there wasn't people acting and Tom and Jerry also weren't in it. It was just following <laughs> a very complex Rube Goldberg machine that tom had set up and i said this is the most entertaining part of the movie give me an hour and a half of a rube goldberg machine would be better than this movie <laughs> but I, i'm pretty sure it was it wasn't even all real i think it was most no it CG. wasn't no it wasn't it wasn't all real it was you know, it was it was animated um oh, i was like oh a rube goldberg machine and then my, i turned my brain back off <laughs> Um, uh, I'm trying to see what, what other like main things do I want to hit on in this movie? I have a few things, but I, like, like there are questions that I wrote down that I'm like, why are I mean, one of the things I wrote down was the Chipotle commercial animations are better than this. Um, yeah. Oh, so going back to my, my thing about like, yeah, I guess the more questions I have for this for this movie are um, regarding like if the animals are life size or animated. If they're if they're not, is Tom and Jerry like a four foot tall cat that walks around on two legs all the time? I don't know. Why does no one question it? Wait, <laughs> um. I just remembered when they uh, when they get sent out on their their whole day. By, by Kayla, Kayla uh, and yeah. she put this, gives them a whole plan, and then they go to the baseball stadium, and then they ca- the Tom catches a ball. Oh, and they and get just thrown like, out. The, yeah, they they're just on the news like, oh, uh, or, or two two onlookers from the Yankees game caught the ball, and it's like, but 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 what? Why? Listen, it's, that's and either they, incredibly they bizarre because a cat with a catcher's mitt caught a ball. Or you can see him as animated, so you know he's a sentient being and should be treated as a person. What are you doing? Yeah, I mean, either way, they, this was... The... They, bring, they, they bring him to the, the animal control vehicle and throw them yeah. in, but there's, like, paparazzi everywhere, and I just... Yeah. Where, where, where are what we? Are, what are the rules defined in this? You're, <laughs> you can't... It's They're either people or either, they're either animated living sentient beings. Or, or, I mean, like, I guess you, either way you should treat a non-animated animal with respect. But they're either self-aware, so they should be taught, treated as a human, or they're not. You can't have it both ways, movie. I don't, why, I don't understand. I think, the, I think the more we think about this, the worse it's going to make us feel. <laughs> look, that's, look, that's fine. It's fine. Is it? Is um, it? Yeah, I I have I have a few other I guess main things written down here. Um, I, so this is something I touched on earlier. I said uh, the ultimate problem with this movie is it isn't about Tom and Jerry. It's about Chloe's character, and Tom and Jerry are just in it sometimes. Tom and Jerry don't learn to get along for their own needs. It's just for people's needs, which is much more boring. 
they don't tom and jerry don't advance as p as like characters because of their own situations because the movie's not about them which is stupid because it's a tom and jerry movie they they wanted to get along because the the actual main character chloe is like you guys need to get along because i need help with my problems which is stupid it's a it's the 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 movie should be tom and jerry centered with human people around them reacting to what tom and jerry do like you know you know the plot shouldn't revolve around this hotel it should the hotel should be a backdrop for whatever tom and jerry are gonna do if that makes any sense it makes more sense than the film so i'll take it i also wrote i don't know why we should care about any of these characters especially the married couple the person i actually care about the most is michael pena and he gets the most shit in this movie <laughs> like he also doesn't do anything wrong he, michael pena gets fired for trying to keep his hotel in order and then he's there's clearly animated or crazy animals running all around and when he tries to be like no they're still here there's a problem this is this company that he's been working at for years trusts this brand new employee over him and then he gets fired i he gets he's like made out to be like the pseudo villain but he's the most reasonable likable guy in the movie i don't i don't understand and i still didn't like him i hate <laughs> everyone <laughs> but i hate him the least and he's he just gets fucking the worst of it man i don't it's I, uh, another thing i have written down is uh why is ken jong even in this movie he's barely in it and ultimately adds nothing to the story at all he they just wanted absolutely nothing <laughs> they just wanted to be able to put his name on the poster and in the marketing materials yeah it was it was not there was nothing funny about it he, he was just did, yeah he was just an asshole i think <laughs> he can be a very funny person like given the right things like i think a lot of some of the stuff he does is hit or miss but he is in this movie for maybe five minutes and does nothing you didn't need him in this movie i definitely would not blame any of the cast for this i think they were just given a pile of steaming spike shit called the script and they had to work with what they got but like I, see i wish i knew like more about this like did they sign on to the movie before they saw the script did they sign on to the movie after reading the script but if it's got tom and jerry in the name it's gonna go it's gonna go crazy man oh okay actually this is um <clears throat> one thing that I, I wrote down that i think so do you do you remember like the i don't know if you were completely checked out at this point um do, do you remember the i think it was when they got thrown in like the the animal shelter or the pound or whatever and then they had that like interrogation scene oh yeah i was in the bathroom oh okay well that's a shame i, um, I, I heard it though yeah well I, because like they so when they were doing this like uh, interrogation scene they were kind of like it was like really goofy and like they were using like wacky transitions and like the way they were treating the the animal like the whole thing seemed kind of like funny and a little bit self-aware and and i wrote if if they had done the whole movie in this kind of style it would have been much more enjoyable but the movie takes itself way too seriously with like the drama of this married couple and like chloe trying to keep her job and like like michael pena trying to find the animals but like if it if the whole movie kind of treated itself like it did that interrogation scene where it was like it was like the movie is kind of it, it's like playing fun at like tom and jerry are being interrogated like these two animals are being interrogated like like they're criminals and like the 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 people like 
interacting with them or like kind of in on it and kind of not like if they kind of played the movie like this where it wasn't just taking itself so seriously and trying to actually have a plot for the movie it would have been so much better like the the original tom and jerry show is reliant on no plot it's just the comedicness of like these two characters interacting so why did they have to throw all of this garbage in that doesn't work in this movie like i don't they they had a good idea for five minutes in this movie and if they rolled with it i think i would have enjoyed it but they 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 didn't so that was the scene where michael pena he he's like he sits down and sits across from jerry and says here you want a a cheese stick or whatever yeah 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 and 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 he's like he's like here's the deal or whatever yeah, yeah, and he's, he's, like, treating them like they're, like, like actual people or, like, you know, like, actual people, that, a per, like, how you would interrogate, like, a person. Like, if the movie, like, played more into that rather than, like, them being in this weird position with these animals, I don't know. I think it, it would have been better. Like, I don't <laughs> I think I think we're wasting energy trying to make this better. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I mean, I'm just trying to get out, like, my main thoughts on it. Like, overall, this movie, it, it was bad. <laughs> Um, I laughed like maybe twice. Wow, it's two more than me. Uh, there was one scene briefly after you know where Tom's trying to get in on like the twentieth story window and he's like crossing like the electrical wire or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's like right after that he like puts his face up to the glass window and like lightning strikes and like his face just looks at, like so stupid. I actually laughed really hard at that because it was actually a really funny face um there was a part where he like balloon animals his fingers to spell his name and i thought that was really clever uh very few things in this movie actually landed and weren't just like a soulless form of like the old tom and jerry yeah i i this movie got zero laughs out of me but got a lot of head and hands very quiet sigh that's it that that's the most reaction it got out of me it, i mean it also got a i'm closing the window because i can't watch this after 40 minutes <laughs> yeah very true i'm just gonna like go through the last things on my notes here and then i i guess if we neither of us have anything to say uh i'll move on from there uh so let me just let me just run through this really quickly what's going on with michael pena's beard uh, I thought it kind of looked weird. It was like, you know, like that little patch, but then it went like down under his chin. I don't know. I thought it was strange. Maybe I'm, since I can't grow a beard, maybe I'm I'm like out of touch with, with beard growth. I don't know. Um, quite literally, uh, I think Michael Pena said, uh, tweeted out on, or tweeted out to Instabook face. And I, yeah. phys- and I physically cringed. Yeah. I hated that a lot. That hurt. Oh, uh, does Jerry moving the door on the wall imply that he can rearrange matter at will? Uh... <laughs> yeah, I like just... Uh... <laughs> uh, it's uh, it's not a kid's movie without a poop joke that lasts way too long. That's about 45 minutes. Oh, God. <laughs> Stop fucking uh... the horror. You're scaring him. Oh, God. Three animated animals can create a windstorm by moving fast enough. Why are they not seen as mythical creatures? (laughs) 
at, at one hour and five minutes, I just wrote snooze. It was probably when the married couple were having problems, relationship issues. Yeah, why do Tom and Jerry get taken away by animal control if they're clearly self-aware and, in, and are enjoying a baseball game? <laughs> That's all I have for this movie. <laughs> uh, overall, I... Yeah, overall, don't watch it. I would give it a solid 3 out of 10 because some of the parts I didn't want to staple my eyes shut at. So, um, yeah. That's I, I took multiple bathroom breaks through this film, so I think I adapted downgraded for me to a 2. I hated this. This whole experience was painful. I don't know if you can tell. I I, I kind of had a bit of a mental breakdown watching this, watching this movie. <laughs> But it's uh, over now. <laughs> yep, it's it's definitely over now. Um, thank God. I'm a little concerned. Maybe I shouldn't be. This is two. I think out of the how many movies has HBO Max released now? This is maybe two out of the four that I've seen that aren't very good. Uh, so which is kind of concerning. Um, because these were movies that were going to be released in theaters. So I wonder if they were actually even planning on making money with these. Because uh, I, I, I watched um, The Little Things, which I thought was, like, fine. Uh, I watched Judas and the Black Messiah, which was really good. Uh, Tom and Jerry, which was bad. And probably a fourth thing that I think I liked. So two out of the four is not very good for HBO in their, in their 2021 release schedule, in my opinion. But, I mean, we're only a fourth of the way through the, the year. We have a... We have time there's to change hope. my mind. Yeah, there's still hope. Uh, we have to, you know, we have the Snyder Cut to watch. Oh, um, yes. Speaking of which, by the way, I'm dropping a bombshell on you right now. Uh, we are talking about the Snyder Cut, correct? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, cool. Uh, I'm dropping this on you right now. You are required to watch the original Justice League and the Snyder Cut so we can talk about it. Oh, uh, well, luckily for you, I watched a review of the original Justice League, so no, that's me no, done. You're, no, you're watching the original Justice League movie. Are you going to make me sit through yes, six yes, hours? Yes, it's not, it's not as bad as Tom <laughs> and Jerry. It's not as... You don't have to do it all in one go. It's also not It's also oh. not as bad as Tom and Jerry. So you're fine there. I have seen so many reviews of the original yeah, that I genuinely feel like I've seen the movie already. But you need that's to... Not no, because you need to know how they differ. You need to... You need to see what they did and what they didn't do. It's 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 required I, for the review, can, Oscar. Can no, you give me that perspective? I can, no, just, it's I can just be the one who absorbed the original through osmosis and watched the Snyder Cut. Uh, I mean, fine. Different Maybe, perspectives, uh, man. Fine. Yeah, fine. I'll, I'll rewatch Justice League. Where is Justice League stream? Oh, I wasn't, I, I wasn't going to say you have to rewatch it. I thought. Well, I'm going to rewatch it because I only very vaguely remember it. Um. Oh. oh, is both Zack Snyder and the Justice League Justice League on HBO Max? Uh, I'm, I'm checking right sure. now. I'm checking right now. Because uh, in that case, I will definitely watch both. Um, oh, they both are. They both are? Cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we're also going to do Godzilla vs. Kong, right? Yes. You may have cool. to give me a little more time because I want to watch um, some of the older ones like Skull Island and King... I mean monsters? that's that's fine. Yeah, uh, I mean yeah, Godzilla one two. I mean that's fine because at the rate we're doing these podcasts, Oscar, we're doing like once one a month. Like, <laughs> we, we just kind of fell off, you know. I don't know. Okay, we're gonna we're, hey, we'll we'll try again. We'll try again next weekend. We'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah, we'll try again next. I mean, I, I when we first started this, I was like, oh yeah, we'll do one a week, and then 
very quickly we both realized that we were both busy and like have our own lives that we're doing and we're like yeah maybe like we don't do this once a week but we'll, we'll i don't know we'll just do it whenever maybe we'll, we'll find a, a balance maybe bi-weekly maybe monthly we'll figure something yeah we'll figure something out i don't know we'll just do it whenever we feel like it that's 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 the end of tom and jerry so you you, you want to uh, move on to a, a much better movie now yeah a movie that well a movie that was hard to watch but for different reasons mm. in the best possible way it was hard i agree to watch. um would you like to take the reins on this because i watched it obviously right when it came out it's now gone um from hbo max because it's been a month uh over a month so they removed it and i did not take any notes on it and since you've watched it sooner than me you want to uh you want to you want to take charge here i will do my best so judas and the black messiah is a i guess a sort of semi biography um but it is it is a it is a historical drama that focuses on bill o'neill as he op- influenced the black part black panther party in illinois and follows the story of party chairman fred hampton and follows sort of the the path that he he takes over i'm not sure how long what along a time period it is but it um... follows him I think it's easily it's easily probably close to two years, right? Two years. I would think. Well, I would like... think because he's he's spoilers. He's at least in prison for a few months, right? And and he's with him. I think at least a few months before he goes, before Fred Hampton goes to prison, and he's with him sometime after that as well. So I would mm-hmm. uh, maybe we Google it. Okay, continue. Sorry for interrupting. So it the story follows Chairman Fred Hampton over a few years as he leads the Black Panther Party in Illinois, and it it ties in the story of Bill O'Neill, who is a, I guess, an informant for the FBI agent Mitchell, I believe his name was, and it follows the the issues of that that came across the Black Panther Party and African Americans during what was it, the seventies, eighties. Um, 60s, late 60s. Late 60s? Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, it was directed by Shaka King and stars the lovely Daniel Kaluuya as Fred Hampton and Lakeith Stanfield as absolutely fantastic. Oh, sorry, yeah. I cut you off. I would love to say, yeah, Daniel Kaluuya absolutely stole the show. Yeah, for- uh, he's easily the, I mean, it's the whole, every, everything about this movie is great. He is easily the highlight of this great movie. There, yeah, there is a particular scene that I guess we can, I don't know if, how much we're going to do spoilers first and then maybe try and, or spoilers afterwards, but there is a particular scene where Dana Kalua as Fred Hampton is giving a speech and ever since then, all I can hear is him saying, I am a revolutionary. Mm-hmm. It's wonderful. His presence in the film and like when it captures him in his speeches and like speaking to people is it's it's so captivating and like crazy and i'm I'm like a sucker for movies that are you know based on real things but like even like if this was if this was not based on like a real event like if this was like a fictionalized thing i think it would still easily be just as captivating because of how like uh 
beautiful of like how beautifully it's written and how like great of a speaker he is in it and like how how charming and influential of a, of a person he portrays in this is it's just uh it's crazy good it's yeah it's wild this is this is a this is a story of of betrayal of of attempted redemption of charisma of love of civil rights it's it is a i i'd say it's a very important movie but it is also well particularly for me it was really hard to watch mm-hmm. particularly following bill o'neill um so i guess we can sort of get a little bit into the premise of the story so the character bill o'neill is uh, potential spoilers by the way for anyone that's uh, wants to oh yes yeah. I, I will try to keep this as spoiler free as possible for the beginning part and maybe we'll dive into more heavy spoilers later yeah but so, i mean yeah. we're we're always prone to slipping up um because yeah. if you what we do. if you want to watch this film knowing nothing just go watch it wherever you can yeah, go watch possible. it right now i'm not sure when it comes back do but... it illegally who cares they'll never catch you <laughs> use a vpn i don't know <laughs> um, i will not endorse this no uh, do, do what you want <laughs> yeah well because i don't um i uh i have no idea when they would because now it's it's only in theaters um so i have no idea when obviously don't go to, out to movie theaters right now but i have no idea when they would release this back to dvd or anything so yeah. mm-hmm. acquire it by whatever means you wish so yes the story follows bill o'neill who through certain circumstances is arrested and faces a significant amount of time in jail however he is confronted by fbi agent mitchell and they have a conversation about the black panther party and agent mitchell gives him a opportunity to be relieved of that prison sentence in exchange he will have to be a informant for the fbi infiltrating the black panther party and so this story follows Bill O'Neill as he works his way closer to the party chairman, Fred Hampton, as he's ascending to party chairman of the Black Panther Party in Illinois. Following Bill's character is really, really hard to watch because you see you see the 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 sheer amount of struggle going through his going through him where he doesn't necessarily want to be labeled as an informant or a snitch. And then as he sort of develops relationships with everyone in the party, he starts to absorb a lot of the ideals of the Black Panther Party and gets more behind the the ideas of, of revolution and, and pushing for civil rights. And then other factors sort of come in with other informants and prison sentences. I think uh, the... Probably the hardest thing to watch was how, I guess how even I mentioned that um, that Fred Hampton was very compelling, but Agent Mitchell was also a very charismatic and I guess sort of manipulative character because of the way in which he frames himself to Bill O'Neill, it it, it feels it feels like by the end Bill O'Neill sees Agent Mitchell as a mentor. And as a father figure. Yes, and I, 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 I'm sure this is like you know true to actual events. Like they, they come in as you know being like 
they they play like the the good guy card where you know he he comes in and uh mitchell uh well bill o'neill gets you know arrested for he's a car thief and 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 mitchell comes in as like hey you know uh i'm i'm the good guy here like i'll help you out like all you have to do is you know just you have to do this thing for me and you know like it's it's not a big deal like you know like all you gotta do is just you know get information for me just like whatever you hear just repeat it back to me and you know like i'll get you out of like any of the problems you have you know he comes in as like a, a very sweet uh you know like nice guy like he he actually like he would actually care about what's going on in in bill o'neill's life and i'm sure that's you know actually what happens with a, a lot of these situations where you know like the fbi or police come in and and pretend like they care about you when really they're you know they're always there to serve their their purpose you know it's their job to get whatever they need and and it it, it he does in the beginning of the movie seem like this very nice guy and uh and and he does he he seems like a role model like uh he he starts getting like uh when bill o'neill's like oh yeah like he he takes his uh his sentence away and then he's like oh can i start getting money for this as well like and and then i guess looks as it as toward a sort of a job now because he's making money like oh this is like a safe thing and he he sees like roy mitchell is like his employer and like a nice guy and uh it, it, it then you know tran transcends into what actually takes place yeah there is a couple of scenes that that really make it hard to read agent mitchell mm -hmm. so there's a scene where he is uh i think he's sitting with one of the one of the suits of the fbi and they're having a conversation about agent mitchell's family um and then the 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 suit says to him about his daughter he says what will you do when she brings a black man home Mm -hmm. and you can you can kind of see in agent mitchell's face that he maybe doesn't want to say what the suit wants to hear because the yeah. suit wants to hear i will do what's necessary whatever i will not let blah 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 and and sort of fall in line with the systemic racism that was very very uh, very obvious in in this film um so it seems like there's a little bit of hesitance to that but then when later on in the film, when he is at one of uh, Fred Hampton's speeches or the speech where he, where he returns from prison mm -hmm. and they do the I am a revolutionary chant and Agent Mitchell is standing in the back with a red beanie just staring <laughs> at Bill O'Neill. Yeah. Oh, just an extreme amounts of anxiety. It's, mm -hmm. it's very, I guess, harrowing seeing that where you just you cannot read this fbi agent but you can read bill o'neill so e or easily because you can see how how taxing it is on him to be lying to his fellow people of color but also not wanting to go to prison and just this internal turmoil that he's having to face sort of being jammed in between these two worlds and not really knowing where he is mm -hmm. as a person i think um uh bill o'neill's character uh is incredibly uh interesting in that way as well where I, at least for me i felt he was kind of hard to read um for the movie in the way that not necessarily that that uh that that mitchell was hard to read but he was for me he was hard to read in the sense that like i was like okay is he actually like very into the like 
is he actually trying to kind of push the black panther party's goals right now or is this all just like a is is he just being like really good at acting right now and i i think there there are definitely points where um i where i thought he was like act where he wasn't acting like where he wasn't being an informant where he was trying to uh where he was like actually aligning himself with the black panther party and then like a second later he like turns around and just like immediately drops that facade and uh is like back into like fbi informant mode and i'm like oh i i kind of like didn't see that coming so and and i think it kind of creates um a lot of tension in the movie like very good tension because you have um you have like the one hand uh like the risk of him being an informant but also uh, a step beyond that where you have the pressure between um uh bill o'neill and mitchell even even after uh o'neill has dropped like this facade after he's like out of the high stress scenario he then goes back into another one where he is himself and it's 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 really good how it plays kind of both those sides and uh like the the acting i think all around is just great and uh and yeah I, I, i'm kind of rambling on at this point oscar uh come save me I, yeah i can i can try and save you i the thing for me about bill o'neill was it was to me it was so blatant to me when he was lying or keeping mm-hmm. up appearances especially in the when he gets interrogated in the car by some of the other black panthers so because it switches between the sort of casual banter and conversation you'd have in a car to when the female black panther pulls a knife on him and tells him to hotwire the car and you can just you can just feel feel it in the way he's in his body language and in the way he's projecting his voice mm-hmm. that he is terrified yeah because, because he knows if it doesn't if it doesn't turn over then he's dead and I think he's I think his he's so afraid of of being labeled a labeled a traitor or being labeled a narc that you can just like you can see that in the way that you can see that in his face and oh I think that yeah that attributes to how hard it was to watch seeing someone struggle like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, where where it started to tip for me, where I was like, maybe he's just kind of he's in it because now he's like aligning himself with the party is after um uh it, it's while he's in prison and uh i don't know how much for he's he's helping um remodel the the black panther headquarters and yes um and he's he's there all the time and helping them paint and helping them like install lights and like helping them do all like 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 they said in the movie you know like he didn't need to be he like slept there and like he was there all the time like he didn't need to do that but like he was so deep in there and that's where i was like is he starting to like actually just fully commit to this or is he like the sometimes like his his level of commitment i felt was surprising for being someone who was again yeah so always uncomfortable being there he was so committed to being around everyone which which is why i i kind of fell for like instances where where i was like is he actually just now committed or is he still playing the informant role i think they maybe left it 
a little bit ambiguous on purpose as to where his allegiances lied, or maybe mm. that it was it was a bit of everything that he felt empathy for a lot of the Black Panthers and the racial injustice, but he also yeah, which saw... why wouldn't he? You know, like that's and but he also uh, he also saw Agent Mitchell as as this not necessarily authority. It began as authoritative, but then sort of became a a mentor or a someone that you could someone that he could look up to and mm. i think he developed a certain level of trust with, with agent mitchell so it, he he gets pulled between these two worlds and then uh i guess i'll put a, a pretty large spoiler over this one so skip a little bit if you don't want to hear but i believe at the end of the film they mentioned that when he was interviewed he was interviewed once for a program yeah and i think the day it went live he committed suicide yeah yeah i i honestly i don't really know what to make of that it's just but i think that speaks to how how complicated it was because there wasn't necessarily a right answer for him it was i need to survive so i'm going to do this but i also see and and empathize deeply with with the injustice that's going on because i mean yeah he saw what happened to the to the black panther headquarters when it got absolutely torched and there was 30 cops outside just mm -hmm. shooting relentlessly and and arresting everyone yeah and i i think uh, this this movie excels in um the fact that there there is action in this movie it's the the action scenes where um where where people's lives are on the line because there's a shooting um are just as intense as the uh the dialogue scenes um where uh yeah bill o'neill's uh they're, they're gonna kill him if he slips up but it's not like this whole crazy spectacle and it's still like you're just on the edge of your seat uh with little interactions that he has even if they're not onto him it's still crazy intense um mm -hmm. uh and and um like for for when they like there's there's a a scene where he's talking to some black panther party members where they are like oh yeah uh we 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 caught the the snitch you know like where he is completely absolved of anything he he won't be found out um and they're like this is what we did to him and now he is having this realization that if he slips up which he is in in no danger at all because they think it's done and it's over but he is it, it's very intense in the way that he he is now realizing like if i slip up in any way shape or form this will be me uh like what they did to this other informant yeah and i think that that sort of plays into a scene that i just remembered from it when i think it was before it was prior to that shootout at the location where he is basically trying to escape because he knows a raid is coming and mm -hmm. he he lies to some of the members saying that he wants to check you know he wants to clear the roof or something oh, like yeah. that yeah. and then he tells that to someone but then immediately tries to walk out the back door but then someone's standing there mm -hmm. so then he has to lie to them saying that he has to check out the roof and then he ends up actually being up there and becomes directly involved in in the in the firefight mm -hmm. yeah yeah so like everything about this it's it's just it's like a balancing act of 
Bill O'Neill trying to keep himself afloat in at, at like every minute of his of his life and 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 the the movie it it follows bill o'neill but uh also does have like a lot of scenes just with uh with fred hampton and daniel kluwa kind of like establishing the person that fred hampton was and i I, I, and while i I don't have a lot to say about those scenes because i i think they're you, you need to watch them more than hear us talk about like we can talk about you know the dynamic that bill uh, that bill o'neill uh goes through in the movie and and the the scenes with fred hampton you need to more watch yourself like it it wouldn't come across as well and it wouldn't be as interesting if we just sat here and talked about what fred hampton talked about in the scenes that he was in his those scenes are more you need to watch it yourself to experience it because we would not i feel us trying to translate his scenes would not come across as well and and so while i i i enjoyed those scenes and i think they are also as equally as important and equally as interesting part of the movie as uh watching bill o'neill uh do this balancing act it's it's not something i have a lot to say about yeah that reminds me in particular i won't i guess i won't go into detail i'll just say that it's something you should or something that you will be able to experience when you watch it. But he has a, uh, Hampton has a scene with the mother of a Black Panther Party member who is who is killed in hospital, I believe. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I and I don't think it's the first child that they have had die in similar circumstances. But it's just a simple conversation in a small kitchen in a house. And it's, it is equally as compelling and as gripping as the the larger action set pieces that are in the film. Yeah, and that's incre- incredibly powerful. The writing, it's the writing is very, oh, very genuine, and very powerful. Yes. Um. So I have hit everything that I want to say about this movie, besides uh, one last thing, and and it is. A major spoiler for the movie so if you have anything else you would like to talk about before we hit big boy spoiler time uh no we can we can go into the big the big one okay well the only the only thing i have uh to say and that i haven't said uh, in regards to spoilers is i there was no way i thought bill o'neill was going to poison fred hampton when he got that uh like poison from the guy at the bar with the newspaper and like the dude's driving away and he's running after the car and he's like i'm not gonna do this i'm not gonna do this i 100 percent in my mind was like there is no way he's going to poison fred hampton at all and i was absolutely shocked when i was wrong i was floored i did not expect it at all because i was yeah i'm like he's a car thief and he's an fbi informant he's not a murderer he's he wouldn't do this and then it happens and i was just taken aback yeah that see the final basically the the final scene with him in it before the before the action scene Mm -hmm. was probably the hardest thing to watch in the entire movie because Mm -hmm. it's just a it's a quiet moment before i believe he's 
I believe Hampton is being transferred back to prison the next day. And it's just a little, you know, a little get together and they're trying to work out different things that the party can do with, uh, with the money that they have, different fundraisers or whatever. And the whole time Bill O'Neill is just standing in a corner, just shaking with Mm -hmm. a, uh, with a glass of alcohol. Yeah, it was, it was so hard to watch because you're watching someone basically taking that final step and going against, probably going against everything that they feel is right in, in poisoning him. Um, and then when, yeah, he walks back out afterwards and, and slowly drives away. It's uh, the, it, like, even thinking about it now, it just like, just makes my body tense up because that's how I was the whole scene, just clenching like crazy watching it. Yeah. It was really, because, and like the other thing is during that scene, it's very other, other than him, it's very sort of, very sort of relaxed. So Hampton is with his partner, who I believe was Deborah Johnson played by Dominique Fishbach. And, you know, there's just, there's a, it's a, it's a, there's a little bit of, sadness because he's going away but it's happened before and they they know that they can you know be strong without him and wait for him to be back but so that juxtaposition between that sort of environment and then and then o'neill being there it's it creates a tension that's very it's it's horrible in the best way and i mean if, if you want to talk about the the action scene that follows that was harrowing. horrifying yeah, it was horrible. It was just horrible. Oh, it was just horrible. <laughs> yeah, um, wild. And then put up on the screen like shortly after that, like in that raid, it was like, I think it was like over a hundred shots were fired into the apartment, and like only one of them came from inside the apartment, and like that's just, it's crazy. I don't like. I don't. I don't know. It's yeah. It's hard. Yeah, it's horrifying. It's horrifying. Yeah. It's harrowing. It's horrible. It's it, it's terrible. And but it it definitely it definitely like shows how terrible things were back then, and it definitely paints a beautiful picture of what happens um, and what mm-hmm. life and was I like. It, I think it is also just as poignant today. I yeah, hundred percent. That it is uh, the the issues of just deep-seated systemic racism in institutions and in in hate groups and i think it's interesting because i feel like it doesn't necessarily dive into the black panther party themselves a lot it it's i mean it does paint them as sort of socialist revolutionaries Mm -hmm. trying to trying to push or trying to start a revolution but they are also also trying to do as much as they can for the people around them because that's what's important to them mm-hmm. but i think it definitely it, it it focuses more on the issues of institutional racism in car- mass incarceration and the hell that african americans and i mean lots of minorities have had to go through throughout the years and how that isn't necessarily over it's just changed shape yeah, the fact that um the fact that he gets he gets thrown in jail because they're like I don't know find something 
to throw on him so we can lock him up. And he, I think he, he gets arrested for like stealing ice cream or something. Yeah, it was, it was, he, was, he was arrested for stealing $72 of ice cream. Yeah, like the, yeah, crazy. All right, well, um, that's all I have to say about this very sad but great movie. Um, you want to you wanna switch it up and get a bit lighter? Sure, do you have something else? Um, well, no, I have, uh, I've, I have what I've been doing with my five cent, what I've been consuming with my five senses. If I couldn't have a stroke while I talk, that'd be nice. Um, <laughs> I, I have, you know, just general things of what I've, what I've been doing. Do you have general things of, of what you've been doing? Honestly, it hasn't really changed. So I haven't been doing much. I've been continuing my escapades into Hollow Knight, mm-hmm. which is a lot longer than I thought. And so that's why... A lot of the things that I've been consuming have just kind of been narrowed down to just that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I have a, I have a few things. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me shoot. Let me shoot. Let me shoot. Uh, I finished New Girl. Oh. So that was fun. Uh, it's like a seven season show, so it took me it took me oh, a second to finish it. Um, <laughs> Uh, it's pretty good. Uh, I finished WandaVision, obviously, since the last time we had a podcast, everyone finished WandaVision because it finished airing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's pretty good as well. Uh, Jules and I watched... Did I already say we watched an hour into Zack Snyder's Justice League? No, you didn't. Oh, well, we watched an hour of it, and then Jules was like, I'm bored. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, she's, obvi- she's obviously not all in. Yeah, yeah, she's obviously not all in. I am, of course, because I am going to rewatch that hour and then watch the other three hours. Uh, <laughs> we we also watched the first episode of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to rewatch that as well because we were watching it and simultaneously we were looking at places to eat dinner. So I wasn't like 100% focused on it. Uh, so that's going to get a rewatch from me. I mm-hmm. binged... Um, I I hate you. First of all, um, what? 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 Yeah, what you, uh, you can do with that as you will. Uh, um, um, I binged the entire first season of Demon Slayer. Uh, oh, which was really fun. I'm it, I have issues with it, but it's a it's a good anime. It's really weird tonally, and I don't like that. Like it'll go from like being really brutal like they're like you literally just watched someone get like sliced into cubes and then like three minutes later like it'll be focusing on like the simp character who just goes crazy for women um and i'm like this is weird to (laughs) flop back and forth between these two things um but i liked it regardless i thought it was good and i hate you because forever ago we were having a conversation where I was like, Oscar, I want to watch some anime, right? But, like, I don't want to wait to watch it. Like, I just want to watch it and be, like, done. You know, like, I just want to be able to binge the whole thing. And you're like, well, Demon Slayer's only 25 episodes, and then there's a movie. And then I'm like, oh, that's an easy watch. You didn't tell me it was 25 episodes just of the first season. You, well, you pitched it to me like it was just going to be 25 episodes. I and did then I not. Got like, and then I got like 10 out. episodes in. And I got like 10 episodes in. And I'm like, I don't think this is going to be like just 25 episodes. But I was already hooked did, at that point. So I couldn't stop I watching it. Not, I did not once say that it ended yeah, after you, those 25 episodes. Yeah, you, you, you really pitched it like that when I was specifically looking for something I could watch from beginning to end. 
No, you're a liar. Yeah, you're yeah, full of it. No, you really you're full did. Of it. You're, mm, no, because I, because I, I know you wanted to show that it was done. I know you wanted to watch something that was completed. So I I I think I specifically said I would recommend Demon Slayer, but it's not done yet. No, I, I did say that. I don't remember that clause. I in said your that. I said no. that because the movie hadn't come out at that time, and the movie was the next arc, and it wasn't even the final arc. I, I no, I'm being uh, gaslit here. I don't like this. You are being gaslit because I am correct. So, mm -hmm. I, wow. I, I mean, you. what you said at the beginning of the podcast was correct. We're not going to be friends after a while. This is dangerous. Yeah, we're not. Because someone's lying to me. Uh, what do you think of Demon Slayer season one? It pretty good. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think the production quality was insane. Yeah, oh yeah, that, yeah, yeah. I think it was. I thought it was weird. Some of the things were weird. What they chose to CGI and what they chose to draw, like like they had like some bubbling water in a stream that they CG'd, and I'm like, you didn't want to just draw some bubbles. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it's, the... that is. So CG in in Japanese animation is for the most part dog shit. Uh, yeah, it, I mean, I kind of liked it in this. I don't think it was well, that's jarring. So this studio in particular is very good at uh, at compositing and layering 2D and 3D effects. Mm -hmm. They're kind of lauded for it because, I mean, because it's not shit. <laughs> but it is also very, I think I think it is very well done. Yeah. Um, where for me, it's not even noticeable a lot of the time. Mm-hmm switching between 2d and 3d scenes but yeah I, I think from a production standpoint it is wonderful i think the story is is good it's i mean it is a a refined shonen mm -hmm. series which is i mean they've had a bunch of shows and series prior to sort of condense and filter out stuff but they did i mean they left some other stuff in which was not wonderful but for the most part it's a very refined product and yeah it's i don't really have too many complaints about it but it didn't i didn't love it to the death mm -hmm. um but yeah it's good but yeah zane Su, the lightning guy annoying sack of shit i fucking <laughs> i hate him most of the time and then he does like one cool thing and i'm like all right that's pretty cool yeah he's really um, his power is extremely cool but his character is grating annoying. and annoying yes yeah um but people love him my only problem with the story in that show is um the yeah the only complaint i had is uh is the main character runs into um the like main uh demon who uh creates other demons in japan and like they yeah, don't Michael <laughs> i mean i guess yeah <laughs> it is. Michael i guess i mean I, yeah i have I, I didn't even think about that until now but like yeah yeah uh and they don't like immediately send like 50 million demon slayers like into japan they just like send him away like on his next mission even though he, he ran into him there and like he has like a good nose to track people and like at the time you don't know that he can switch his scent but like they don't even bother to try and be like Oh, you have to go somewhere else because he's already gone. They they just kind of he just goes on his next mission, and I I'm sitting there questioning like why are they not like diverging like converging on this area when they know he's there. But that's the only issue I had with the story. Uh, his sister is so wholesome and like such a white 
hearted part of the show and i love it it's adorable yeah yeah she um, is very like half the time she's drawn it's just like two dots as eyes and the like a little like line <laughs> is like her mouth it's adorable i love it it's so cute um there is an entire subreddit dedicated to all of the background shots of that character <laughs> that's great that's great <laughs> i can't follow it um I, I might i might look at that after because it's it's just such like a funny um it, it, yeah that is a very good uh a nice breath of wholesomeness in that show mm-hmm. i i like most of the characters in the show except for um mr lightning boy like um because he's a simp the the three of them the main character uh simp boy and 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 boar man have a good dynamic i kind of like when they're all together and yeah so like mostly just good things like mostly cool things um i like that the show's not too slow you know like good good stuff uh and yeah just pretty pretty solid as you know i do not watch a lot of anime because i'm i'm very picky about it Mm -hmm. Uh, and i will i'm gonna watch monster now is probably my next show because i can watch it all the way through i'm in this weird state where i don't even like want to watch live action shows right now if i can't watch it all the way through because if I do that, I'm just gonna start watching so many so. I'm gonna start watching so many shows that go season to season, and then I'm not gonna keep up with them because I'm just gonna forget. But I'm gonna start watching Monster next. That's my next thing. Uh, I, I I really hope you enjoy Monster because I read the original material and it's one of my favorite sort of. Uh, I guess it's a, it's more of a mystery thriller mm-hmm. I, story ev- everything that i've heard is people are like if you like death note you will like this show and i fucking love death note but i've tried to watch this show three times already and i'm, I'm gonna give it another go mm-hmm. i think it's first hmm, i i remember hearing that one of the bigger complaints from people was that there are points where it feels very slow Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that per, me personally, it didn't bother me because it's the the entire series is is, is a slow burn. I think mm-hmm. with yeah. with little bursts here and there. Um, so that didn't bother me too much. But I can see why people would feel that certain parts are just it feels like they're sort of stalling. But overall, it's just generally one of my favorite mystery stories ever told. Mm-hmm. I found it really compelling really enthralling and with a lot of very interesting and multifaceted characters so it's a mm. it's a good one um and so i think the, the last thing i have here which i don't know if i brought up last time because we haven't done one of these in a while uh did i tell you that i watched auntie donna's big old house of fun uh i think you mentioned it briefly did i, did I yeah. mention it last episode no, I think you mentioned it off off uh, off air. But Oscar, we famously don't talk if it's not on the podcast. <laughs> well, that's what I mean. I mean, you you said it to someone else, but I was in the call as well. Oh, okay, I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, that had some really funny moments in it. I laughed way too hard at some bits they did, but like overall, I think there was some stuff lacking in it. And, you know, I thought it was good. I get, yeah, that's all I got. I wish it was better, and I wish I could be like, I loved literally every second of this. But I think there were definitely bits for me, and and I can tell me and Russo watched it together because um, we did it all in one go and we were drinking. Um, there were definitely 
large segments that we did not laugh at. Um, and then there were also some really funny things where we could not stop laughing. Um, but mm-hmm. it's, it's, I would recommend it if like one night you're just like looking for something stupid. I definitely, it's definitely, a that's every night. if you just, if you just want to watch something that's just so dumb. Um, so that's the last bit of stuff I got. There you go. That's, um, and... now I've got, now I've got some stuff that I can watch. I, I have been meaning to watch, uh, Auntie Donna for a while. I just mm. kept kind of pushing it off, but. I will watch it eventually. So is 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 that everything? Is that the show? I think that's it. Um, that should be that should be our podcast. Thank you everybody for having a chat, listening to two very wildly different sections. The first where I have a mental breakdown, and the second where I explore racial injustice, <laughs> along with my dear friend Chad. Sounds like a normal day for me. Am I right? <laughs> yeah, it's every day of my goddamn life. <laughs> Do you know I um. um... Jules and I were hanging out, and I, like, did that once. Like, I did, like, the Tom Cruise laugh, and she just lost it. She thought it was so <laughs> funny. I don't know what I fake Tom Cruise laughed at, but she just thought it was so funny. And now I gotta I gotta use it sparingly, because it's the, now uh, it's, I know it it's works. It's just the, it's the unhinged nature of it. It's there's something, yeah. there's something scary about it, but also you can't help but giggle. Yeah, it's, um, it's great. It's great. Right. And, well, yeah, I, I'm, I, sure, I'm, <laughs> I'm sure everybody else, everyone listening, will 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 join us in in enjoying a nice hearty Tom Cruise laugh to no, make our day. Everyone listening is like, what are you talking about? Everyone else listening probably does not understand. <laughs> just if just you... go look up uh, some Tom Cruise interviews, like the one where he he is interviewed on Oprah and stands up on the chair and does the the Palpatine he lightning freaks out. Yeah, <laughs> the Palpatine lightning. Yeah, I've I've never seen the original clip. I've only it's seen just the Palpatine lightning. lightning. <laughs> oh, that's Ooh. great. All right. Well, I'm glad we can all have a laugh at Tom Cruise. Yeah, enjoy. I like I, 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 he's besides he's the insane. fact that he's besides the fact that he's insane. He's he seems like a cool guy. He seems like he's doing he's doing stuff. I'll be just, like, Tom Cruise, you want to, like, saw off my leg for, like, a movie? And he'd be like, of course. I'll do it, too. <laughs> I was going to do it anyway. Now we'll do both of ours. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, what's happened? What are we doing? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. We're just we're doing podcast. a riff about Tom Cruise. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I'll, oh. we'll, I'll, I'll close this down. Thank you, everybody, again, for, for having a listen to our to our ramblings and what we enjoy and hopefully you will be here next time for us yeah 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 um what he said all right uh thank you guys Uh, (laughs) fantastic um (laughs) i can't tell if you're tom cruise laughing now or we're actually laughing it's it's mutating into my own laugh i don't like it (laughs) it's it's a ball it's I'm becoming it's, the very thing I sought to destroy. It's growing inside you. It's, you're just gonna. You're, we're gonna. We're gonna video call tomorrow, and you're gonna be like, I just feel funny. You're gonna have like a Tom Cruise haircut. I'm, my, I'm gonna have one tooth that's directly down the center of my face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be like, oh no! And then I run to the mirror, and I have like, 
like I don't know, <laughs> some Tom Cruise feature that he has. Who knows? You have um, the flowing hair. You start doing backflips off of anything, and, and you have an uncontrollable <laughs> urge to jump off a building and try and bend I another. I just look at myself in the mirror and I start doing the Tom Cruise laugh uncontrollably. I'm like covering my mouth. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it won't stop. Um, yeah, it just won't stop. Oh, what are we doing? I don't know. All right. Um, we're, we're stopping here. All right. Well, th thank you guys for listening. Um, we'll be back whenever we decide to do another one of these. <laughs> whenever we have the sanity back. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Bye, guys. Bye.